It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, how you doing? That time again. Hope you are enjoying the summer. Here we are at the end of July. Man, how time flies. I was talking with a client today and we were, we just can't believe here we are halfway through 23 on the second half looking towards the end of the year already. And it's going to be here before we know it. But hopefully you're having a good summer. We've been having a good summer, taking a lot of um, long weekend trips, uh, seeing some concerts. Actually went up to Saratoga Springs, New York, uh, was up there for opening weekend of the horses running. That was a good time. We haven't been up there, and uh, we figured out about 15 years. So it was nice to get up there. Um, but uh, anyway, I wanted to make sure that everyone is aware we have a uh, an event coming up, uh, client event, educational event. It's going to be at the end of August, August 24th at 630. That is a Thursday. It's going to be at the Westchester University Graduate Center. For those of you who have not been there, that is not on campus. Uh, it's actually over off of like Boot Road in Westchester. If you've been to our office, it's only about a mile, mile and a half from there up Phoenixville Pike. Take a ride on Green Hill right down there. If you would like to attend, we do have limited seating, then please reach out to us. Either shoot us an email at info at oldsecuritygroup.com or just give us a call, 610-719-3003. Uh, if you get our voicemail there or if you're going to email, just let us know, obviously, who you are and how many are attending and the name of those attending. Again, uh, you might be receiving some emails about this. Uh, the topics that I'm going to be going over, one of the things we're going to be talking about is an update on the SECURE Act 2.0. For those of you that don't know, this is an act that specifically deals with with qualified retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, what have you. If you don't know this, it went into effect in January 1 of this year, signed into law at the end of last year. It is a piggyback onto the original SECURE Act that went into effect January of 2020. Uh, it's gonna, we're going to talk about some clarifications that have come out. Some parts of this law are going to be phased in. One we're going to talk about specifically is there's been numerous companies and 401k and 403b plan providers that are asking for a suspension of this part of the law that's supposed to go into effect January 1 of 24. We're going to go over what that looks like. We're also going to be talking about estate planning do's and don'ts, specifically how it pertains to your qualified retirement accounts. I have a client right now, mom passed away in January of 22 last year, had a lot of uh, extensive estate planning, trust, wills, all that kind of stuff was put into play, but it was done like five or six years ago. You want to understand how the SECURE Act is going to impact your heirs and your estate planning based on these new rules. So we're going to talk about what that looks like. We're also going to talk about tax changes on the horizon and the way it's looking right now. It is not going to change in the current political environment and all of the stimulus that has been coming out. These tax law changes are around the corner coming 
at the end of 25. We're going to talk about what that looks like. We're also going to talk about this current investment climate and everything that I am always hearing from clients. So we're going to be going over that. If you would like to attend, again, reach out to us, info at oldsecuritygroup.com or call us 610-719-3003. Let us know if you can make it again, August 24th at 630 Westchester University Graduate Center is where it is going to be. If you need directions when you call, we're more than happy to give those to you. So I'm just going to go over a couple things real quick that have been going on this summer. Uh, It is the summer, so we don't want to listen to me talk for a long time. But before we do that, let's make sure we deal with a disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmatt.com. That's www.speakwithmatt.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30 minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation? So again, very low key, go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com and schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. Okay. The first thing I want to talk about is I've had, uh, this has happened two times in the last month, and that is uh, I get an email in one case, in another case, meeting with uh, some clients, and there is always investment scares that are going on out there. And with some of the firms that are out there pushing this information out, usually you're going to either hear it on the radio or you're going to see it on the internet somewhere. You know, oh my gosh, the world's going to end, inflation, blah, blah, blah. In one case, I had a client, I I just asked, hey, listen, can you do me a favor? Why don't you send me the information that you read to say, in this case, it wasn't even that uh, the investment world's going to hell or the market's going, you know, falling off a cliff. It was, ah, the government's coming after your IRAs. And what was it? It was Hannity's brokerage to buy gold. Uh, another case was, hey, listen, you want to get out of the dollar, it's going to disappear, buy Bitcoin. Oh my goodness, let's buy some real estate. That kind of reminds me of Carlton Sheets way back in the day. For those of you that remember, we're ever up at two o'clock on a Tuesday night. <laughs> but the reason I bring this up is in the event you read something out there or somebody tells you something and it worries you, reach out to me. In both of those situations I'm talking about right now, I went online and I found out, how did I know it was Hannity's gold brokerage? Is because I went through the process of, quote, acting like I was interested. <laughs> Lord knows it's been hard for me to get off their email list since then. Anyway, please reach out to me. Give me a call. Again, 610-719-3003. Shoot me an email, info at smartmoneyquestions.com or info at old security group. I'll get it. I'll look through it. We can jump up. We can always talk about it. I say this because it, for the last 15 years, this has never gone away. It doesn't matter if the market is doing great, if the market's doing bad. 
is that they're always going to be out there. They, meaning the scare tactics, on trying to sell you something. So again, be aware of that. You know, don't fall into the trap of um, thinking that whatever they're speaking is gospel. That's why we're here. Reach out to us. More than happy to talk to you about that. So the other thing I want to bring up is uh, I've talked about this in the past, but there were two great articles uh, within the last month, month and a half in the Wall Street Journal talking about the hidden gem of investment type accounts, and that is the HSA, the health savings account. Don't confuse this with an FSA, a flexible spending account. Way different. To understand how the HSA works is you have to have a qualifying health plan to use that. And if you, so that's a high deductible plan and they have rules around that. But in many cases, we've had clients that have worked at Fortune 100 companies and they had this HSA as part of their benefit plan and they didn't even know it. In a couple of cases, the company was willing to put some of the money into their HSA account along with their own contributions. So um, in the event you are still working, you're working for a company, I'm working with um, somebody right now, they own a business down in Florida, and didn't even realize that the health plan that they had for themselves as owners and the employees was a qualifying plan for an HSA, again, a health savings account. Understand how these work. You get a maximum contribution every year based on if it's an individual plan or a family plan. And then if used correctly, the money, that's a, and it's a top-of-the-line deduction, by the way. It's not a marginal deduction. It's a top-of-the-line tax deduction that comes right off before your AGI, before your adjusted gross income. And then if used for qualifying medical expenses, which is just about everything now that I'm, I'm being facetious, but everything at, a, at CVS is going to count. Advil counts. All of this stuff counts. And so they really broadened it. I guess about uh, eight, nine years ago for what those eligible uh, expenses would be. And if you use it, if you take the money out of the HSA for those qualifying medical expenses, it comes out tax-free. So the money goes in and you get a top-of-the-line tax deduction, so you get relief there. Then if used correctly, it's going to come out and be completely tax-free to you. One place I would tell you to check out and to understand and how they did broaden it is hsastore.com. Great resource for you to be able to see everything there that is going to be a qualifying medical expense. But you also want to understand how am I going to use the account? So there's two ways that we have advised clients to do it. And I'll use one of the ways that we advise that actually uh, we do uh, personally. And that is if you're going to know that you're going to have medical expenses during the year and you want to use the money in that year, my recommendation is when you put it in, leave it in cash in whatever vehicle, whatever HSA opportunities underneath that HSA account are there. There's probably going to be a stable fund or a cash account because you're not going to want to have market fluctuation. And so then, you know, you have a deductible that you have to pay or a copay or you do go to CVS or medications, what have you, you're going to pull the money right back out. Now, the other way to do it is the way that we are using it. So I max, you know, we max it out as a family plan every year and we are utilizing a, a company that allows us, we have to have a little bit of amount in cash, 
But then they have a whole investment platform. And what I do is I am using that account right now as an investment vehicle. And we pay our medical expenses out every year out of pocket. Because the other thing that they did when they broadened it is now I can use multiple years of expenses in one tax year. So my plan is I'm not looking to touch this money for probably 12 to 15 years. And then I'm going to cash in all of those different receipts in one year. So again, different ways to use the account. But again, the Wall Street Journal, go search it out, is they, uh, they really gave a good um, understanding on how these accounts can be used if you have a qualifying medical plan. The other thing would be is let's say you don't have a lot of expenses and then when you turn 65, now that money can be used for your Part B premiums in Medicare, can be used for the premiums in your uh, Medicare supplement, can be used for any other um, medical expenses that you would have. Or if you just want to take the money out, now it's going to be taxed no different than your IRA or your 401k. Definitely a benefit. You want to make sure that if you uh, if it's there for you, that you are taking advantage of it. Now, keep in mind, it is a high deductible plan, so you need to be aware of that. So there are a couple things to be looking at, but um, I can tell you we've been doing this now, I guess now for about seven years, and it's really cool to see how this account has been able to, um, the investments that we've been able to have in it, and then what the plan is going to be for taking the money out later down the road. So again, if you have any questions about that, reach out to us at, uh, you can schedule a time to talk, speakwithmatt.com or give us a call 610-719-3003. Hey everyone, a little interruption, Matt Hausman here. If you would like to speak to me directly, make sure that you know that you can go right to my online calendar, speakwithmatt.com, again, www.speakwithmatt.com. You can either schedule a conference call right there, a Zoom call, or if you'd like to come into the office, feel free to do that. You can also reach us directly at 610-719-3003. All right, everyone, back to the show. The other thing I want to—I just want to brush on, I remember talking about this a lot last year, uh, especially this time of year leading up to the mid part of the year when the market was really falling. Now we're still talking about, you know, we're, the Fed is still looking to raise rates. Are we going to have a soft landing? Are we going to have a recession? And the question I get a lot is, I'm afraid if we head into a recession, I think I'm going to stop contributing to my qualified retirement account, whether that's a 401k, a 403b, some clients are in a simple IRA, what have you. My recommendation is keep contributing as long as as you can financially do it. Don't stop it because one of the best times to be contributing into the 401k is when the market is falling, not when the market is rising. Okay, it's a it's a much different scenario where you when you are working and you are still contributing. So if possible, you want to be looking at continuing those contributions at the same at least the same percentage that you have been doing. If possible, go a little heavier up until whatever the max is uh, of contribution that you can do based on your age. So again, are we going into a recession? I have no clue. Uh, You know, how's the market going to react? I don't have a clue, but I would not recommend stopping. You know, a lot of times we'll we'll be meeting with people that have had a 30, 35-year career. One of the things they always uh, 
some of them, not all of them, but the ones that tell me I'm so glad when 2000 to 2002 happened or when uh, when 2008 into 9 happened or when, you know, the recession of the early 90s, you know, remember the SNL crisis that was happening. They would say, man, I'm just so glad that I kept putting money in. So, again, are we going to go into a recession? What's the market going to do? Who knows? I would just tell you, if possible, make sure you keep contributing. And with those contributions, and I had a conversation just yesterday with a client going over, hey, listen, there's, you still have a 9 or 10, 12-year uh, time horizon of contributions. Let's look at where your money is. This is where we're looking at it from a tax perspective. And if you have the opportunity for a Roth 401k or a Roth 403b and the contributions to go in there, if you are already so top heavy in the pre-tax side, you really want to be considering that Roth 401k option. I mean, let's just look at it like this. And I think, you know, a lot of times I'll hear... Hey, listen, well, I, all the gurus say, you know, max it out pre-tax because you're, you know, you're going to get tax relief today. And when I retire, I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket. First of all, in most cases, that isn't the case. <laughs> but second of all, let's just look at the bath. Is that if I, let's say I, in one year, I contribute $10,000 to the pre-tax side of my 401k and I, my effective tax rate is 20%. That means I got $2,000 worth of tax relief for contributing that $10,000. Let's say over the course of time, that $10,000, all it does is go to $20,000. let us say it doubles over the course of time, whether that's 10 or 15 years, who knows. But now it's at $20,000, and you're in a 15% tax bracket. That's right. You actually are in a lower tax bracket. You take that twenty dollars out. Now you're paying $3,000 in tax. Why? Because you got to pay that $2,000 back, and now you got to pay on the gain. So if you have some Roth money there, especially when it comes time to spend that money, you can utilize the tax code to its fullest based on the tax bucket that you take from. So anyway, make sure you keep contributing if possible. If you can afford, I would definitely recommend that. So listen, everyone, that's all I've got for today. I hope it's been valuable. I hope you enjoy the rest of the summer. Anything comes up, reach out to me. Speakwithmat.com is my online calendar if you'd like to speak to me directly. If you'd like to have a question uh, on the show or a scenario, reach out to us, info at smartmoneyquestions.com. All right, everybody, listen, take care. We'll talk soon.